Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. China Perspective. Money of M89.3, it's now time to take a look at headlines coming out of China. In particular, we're looking at their reaction related to Taiwan's elections. On the line with me is Dr. O. A. Sun, Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Dr. O, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon indeed. Well, I'm speaking to you from uh, KL today. Ah, yes, you are the uh, resident globetrotter there. Let's talk about Taiwan's elections that happened over the weekend. And the results saw Lai Qingde elected as the new president. I suppose, for starters, why do you think he won? Well, I think because the other two uh, candidates, they sort of split each other's vote and thereby in the first pass boost type of uh, electoral system for the presidency, he garnered the most votes and thereby he won the presidency, although without more than 50% of the total number of votes uh, cast. Yeah. yeah, it's quite an interesting one, and, and we'll dive into the aspects of DPP and Kuomintang and, and how that's going to take things moving forward. But uh, Mr. Lai is the vice president of President Tsai Ing-wen. How do you foresee him carrying out the presidency differently? I want to say fresh start for Taiwan, but it feels like there are more questions there than anything. You get the sense that you might have a number of the population who would rather things just stay the way they are. Well, I would. I think it would be safe to say most Taiwanese uh, would prefer things to stay as they are, especially vis-a-vis uh, mainland uh, yeah. China. Yeah. But of course, from the China perspective, uh, well, just by this segment's uh, name, right? From China's perspective, that is not enough. China would like to see the Taiwanese side to be embracing uh, reunification with the mainland as soon as possible. But that is not forthcoming. Mm. So you will still see a lot of confrontation between both sides of the Taiwan Strait. Okay, so I, I like that you mentioned that. And and obviously the DPP is going to have to work with the Kuomintang as far as the parliament is concerned. Kuomintang, of course, is more pro-unification. What does his appointment really mean for China when you consider DPP is more pro-independence in that sense? It, it, is this likely to be a game changer? Well, he at many points during the campaign to emphasize that uh, he's just going to continue with the current president, Chai Inven's, uh, in a sense, status quo type of mm. mainland policy vis-a-vis uh, China. But again, as I said, that is not enough for China. You need to be uh, proactively embracing reunification. And therein, I think, lies the rot in this ongoing confrontation. Mm, mm. I'm going to go into China's perspective very shortly. Just one more question before I get there. And it is about the news that came out yesterday, Nauru cutting diplomatic ties with Taiwan in favor of China. Is it overreacting to expect more ties to be severed? Well, of course, over the past well, more than eight years, China has been proactively trying to, uh, in a sense, dig away more and more of those very few remaining countries around the world which officially still recognize Taiwan. Mm. And those which remain, uh, I think, frankly speaking, they are rather small countries and rather susceptible to uh, being uh, plied away by uh, China. Mm. So, on to China's perspective, what are you hearing as far as uh, Beijing's reaction is concerned? I mean, what should we really take note of here as far as Beijing's reaction? 
Well, they have been, I mean, rather stringent in terms of, for example, other countries congratulating Taiwan's uh, election and so on. They would issue diplomatic protests. And also, as you mentioned, uh, Nauru were, shall we say, engineered to be uh, defecting away from uh, Taiwan here. Yeah, well, at least where uh, a narrative is concerned, it does seem to be written that way. And that brings me to my question on uh, the President Xi Jinping. I mean, is this appointment in some sense a disaster for him? Because from my observation, wouldn't President Xi be more focused on China's economy that really needs to somehow find that strong recovery? It didn't show that last year. He's got the property sector, which makes up 30% of GDP in China, uh, concerned. Would he be bothered by this? Taiwan will always be there. Well, for China, Taiwan uh, remains uh, one of those uh, very sentimental so-called remaining problems, okay. very namely, uh, you know, every inch from the yeah. point of view of yeah. China's, you know, the land which should be uh, reunified. And, well, you, even if uh, China itself is facing economic challenges, I think they would not relent in terms of reunification. So, okay, so you're talking about, you know, uh, how, how that affects Taiwan's independence. I do wonder, I suppose we would expect more displays I use with uh, open and closed inverted commas, uh, in the sense China's already sent warships towards Taiwan. Should we expect more of such um, exercises? Yeah, I think you would expect continuance, if not escalations of such the military exercises encircling of Taiwan by both warships and also aircrafts. I think that's uh, very likely to uh, continue. As long as China doesn't get what it wants, namely the Taiwanese side would proactively so-called embrace reunification. And also the likelihood that, you know, China would want to put out a posture towards other countries, namely the United States, not to interfere in China's uh, internal affairs as well. Well, yeah, China sees Taiwan as its uh, internal affairs and Mm. thereby the Americans providing weapons, providing training to Taiwan would continue to rub China on the wrong side. Yeah, yeah. Dr. O, let's talk a little bit about uh, the People's Bank of China maintaining the rate of its one-year policy loans. Uh, I believe this was announced on Monday. Investors are disappointed. Your thoughts on how, I mean, could this potentially backfire on China in the long run? Well, we mentioned that China's economy is yeah. not in the best of its shape and thereby a lot of investors are expecting the People's Bank or its central bank to in a sense lower its interest rate but China uh, opted to uh, instead maintain the interest rate. I think the main concern for them is not to uh, let that uh, level uh, run away, I mean, run high. Mm, because mm-hmm. if you lower the interest rate, uh, well, more people are not going to borrow money, right? Yeah, and yeah. China, as we mentioned, also has a big problem with high debt uh, level. Yeah. yeah, It's almost as if China is preparing for a difficult year. Well, I think China, as well as the substantial parts of the rest of the world, yeah. are preparing for a difficult year, mainly due to, uh, shall we say, 
slowing uh, demand. Yeah. Uh, well, or as in our local lingo, not enough money to spend. Yeah, yeah I, I know the feeling. Okay, uh, Doctor, Ukraine has also come out to say that China is needed for the peace process after the Davos meeting. But the way things are going for China, it kind of gives the sense that presidency has too much on their plate right now, as much as in the past they have shown ambitions to be peacemaker. What are your thoughts? Well, I think they try to be, I don't know how to put it, multi-talented, uh, <laughs> just like the United States. Sure. Nowadays, when it comes to uh, foreign affairs, they put themselves forward as being able to broker peace in the Ukraine crisis. They also had a say in the ongoing Middle East crisis. And then, well, around the world, they would like to play active diplomatic uh, role. It doesn't seem like uh, the domestic economic concerns are in any way slowing down. Yeah. They are trying to uh, project a more proactive image on the global stage. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's an interesting one. You talk about that proactive image. It also... I mean, do you think it comes with the pressure of being the world's second largest economy, the expectation with that you kind of have to have a play a bigger role in the world? Well, in a sense, yes. Okay. And and I think also to, because a lot of, uh, well, a large part of the world is also expecting yeah. China to uh, increase trade or increase investment yeah. in those countries. So, yeah, they're in, uh, I think it's the main expectation. Yeah. All right. Uh, I've been speaking with Dr. O. A. Sun, Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Dr. O, as always, a pleasure. Take care and have a great Tuesday evening. Well, thank you very much indeed. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.